everybody. Welcome to another podcast. This one's another solo one. It's probably going to be a pretty quick one. In this episode, I want to talk about why awareness is the first step to making any progress with your goals, whether they are muscle building or fat loss or literally anything else. So I think it'll be relatively short and I'm just ad-libbing this one. So we'll see how we go. Um, so this all started because I put together or I have been putting together some materials for my clients and I wanted a better goal setting structure for us when they first started because I feel like we were sort of getting started and they might have had some kind of goal and there was a lot of, you know, I do the, the normal thing that a lot of the better coaches are doing these days with asking a lot of questions and active listening and trying to help the client sort of come to some kind of conclusion uh, themselves rather than me forcing too many opinions on them and that sort of thing. So, you know, that was going okay, but I felt like that process could have been better. So anyway, long story short, I was looking at habit formation, behaviors, that kind of stuff. And that's why I had some of these ideas here around awareness and mindfulness being the, the first step along behavior change and actually moving towards your goal. So I guess first we want to kind of talk about what habit really is. So a habit is just something that we do repeatedly without thinking about it. And one of the key factors in this is that the behavior can continue even when it's no longer rewarding. And it, it comes stronger and stronger and stronger the more this behavior is repeated. And that means that a really big part of our daily behavior is taken up by habits. Essentially, they are automatic. We don't really think about them and they are something that is self-reinforcing. They initially form because of some kind of a reward or some kind of avoidance of a negative outcome. And once it's formed, it's then indifference to the outcome of that behavior. So once you've kind of ingrained a behavior as a habit and you don't think about it too much, you then get this regular repetition of the behavior and it's this automatic, almost subconscious response to, to certain cues or certain contexts. And the key thing that then comes out of that is that it's indifference to the outcome, meaning that whether that outcome ends up being negative as a result of the behavior or positive or neutral, kind of doesn't matter, the habit's in place. Now, that can be a problem sometimes because if we want to change our behavior, and a lot of it is repeatedly reinforced without us even realizing it, then that's gonna be a little bit of a problem, of course. So really, behaviors have a lot of benefits. They sort of free up cognitive bandwidth so we don't have to think about what we're doing all the time. I'm sure you guys have had this uh, experience before, and I certainly have, where you've driven the same route so many times that you kind of switch off and you go on autopilot and you don't know when or how you got home or like you can't remember the last sort of five minutes of driving home if you've done the same route repeatedly. And that's a scary thought, but it's also sort of a good thing because it indicates that we formed a habit that allows us to drive on automatic, right? We don't have to coordinate the gear stick and the brakes and all of the different twists and turns in the route anymore because we've done it that many times it just goes on to automatic 
But it's also kind of scary because you want to be present and aware of what you're doing when you're driving a car, right? So it does make certain tasks easy to repeat without variation. It means we don't really have to rely on motivation or willpower which is naturally going to wax and wane. It's going to increase and decrease. It's going to go through phases. Um, And then it allows us to have this sort of uh, presence of mind or focus on a task that, uh, you know, is separate from the behavior. So uh, if some things are automatic, then it means we can focus a bit more on, on other things. So for example, when you're driving, if you automatically know how to shift gears and use the accelerator and the brake, and then all of a sudden, a kid runs out into the road, you can respond to that without thinking. You don't have to be like, oh, what what do I do here? Do I, you know, push in the clutch? Do I hit the brake? That kind of thing. So there's a lot of benefits to habits, but that kind of also highlights some of the drawbacks of habits. It makes certain tasks very easy to repeat without variation. And that's one of the benefits, but that's also one of the drawbacks because what if you want to do something differently? Or what if you want to change your technique with, with something, right? It also circumvents deliberate behavior in that way because things are happening automatically. Sometimes it means that you aren't focused on the task and and you do want to be. It's also, as I mentioned before, indifference to the outcome of the behavior. So it means if you have a habit, it might be good for you. It might be neutral or it might actually be something that's undesirable. And that means that it then requires some kind of investment of effort to alter it or to break it, which is you know, possibly not a good thing. So that's a bit of a tough one. Um, But I guess that uh, behaviors and habits definitely have their downsides. They have their upsides as well. And so for us to be able to institute, institute some kind of change, the first thing we need to have is mindfulness or attention. So unless we can direct our attention to our behavior, then we're going to be relying on being on autopilot. We have to then rely on this like habitual behavior because our thoughts are sort of too occupied for conscious choice. There's, there's no way that we can focus on what we're doing and do things consciously. Now, generally speaking, most people are not really focused on what they're doing right now. They're focused on things that have happened already or things that might happen in the future. So we're either planning for the future or daydreaming, or we are ruminating on the past, things we could have done differently, things we should have done maybe, or maybe we are focused on something else entirely. Like I I sometimes think about listening to music or a podcast or something like that. You're not present within yourself, you're somewhere else, right? And that's not necessarily always a bad thing. But if we want to change our behaviors, we need to be present and able to notice them first. So awareness allows us to just clearly notice and see our behavior. Uh, Now, a big part of that then is what is referred to as mindfulness. Now, a lot of people will take the concept of mindfulness and instantly think of meditation. And that's not necessarily what mindfulness is. Meditation is a way to practice mindfulness and to shore up the skill and to strengthen the skill of mindfulness but really mindfulness is fundamentally just your ability to maintain uh, maintain attention on your current experience and one of the key aspects of it is doing that without judgment so that we have an honest reflection and accurate sort of ongoing monitoring of our behavior rather than a judgmental ruminating kind of awareness on our behavior So that's a really key 
part of mindfulness. But of course, we sort of want to talk a little bit more about how we can get better at mindfulness as well. And I obviously mentioned meditation before, but it doesn't necessarily have to involve meditation. Uh, now, I just want to kind of make the point that practicing mindfulness is it's a skill to be developed. It's like anything else. It's like learning a language. It's like learning an instrument or learning a lift in the gym. It's one of these things where there's a, a component to it where you need to develop the skills. And sometimes you have to go through easier versions or regressions of the skill. Like if you were learning how to squat, for example, you might not be able to go straight into a barbell back squat. Uh, you might have to do some regressions of that exercise first so that you can build up the skills. You might start with bodyweight squats to a box and then you might go to goblet squats and then you might go to squats with the bar on your back, you know, and then you can start adding load to it or something like that. So we can view mindfulness in the same way in that it's a skill to be developed and there are certain aspects of the skill that we can, you know, focus on and practice and get better at. So the ultimate goal is really to have this situation where you are generally mindful and present in any daily task that you're doing. So whether you're working, walking around, or just simply existing when you have your meals, anything like that, you are present, you're mindful, you are aware of body sensations, you're aware of emotions, you're aware of your thought patterns. But that's quite complex. There's obviously a lot going on at any given time. And it's very easy to get distracted and to get lost in your own thoughts and that kind of thing. So one of the ways we can start to develop our ability to maintain awareness and practice mindfulness is starting with something like meditation. And what most people are aware of these days is the sort of Buddhist style of breathing, breathing meditation, not breathing. You definitely don't want breathing meditation. Well, maybe you do. It sounds fun. So breathing meditation, and this is just bringing attention to your breath. And the reason why they do that is because it's something that you can do with your eyes closed in a quiet place, uh, no movement. It's a constant, right? Everybody breathes. And it allows us to simply have a very controlled environment where we can focus on the breath and start to develop our skills of mindfulness. And that's just one way of doing things. You know, you don't have to do it, do it that way. You don't have to meditate in that way to get better at mindfulness. There's other ways of doing it too. You know, simply being aware of your body. Some people like doing body scans, for example. I've often recommended something called yoga nidra to a lot of my clients because I find that it's very relaxing, but it's essentially just a, a body scan meditation. I don't really buy into the spiritual side of, of that stuff. If you do, that's cool, but it's really just a body scan. You know, and eventually we can sort of build these skills up into doing what's often referred to as like a, a walking meditation, which is just when you're out and about doing things and you are present and aware and you have mindfulness in that situation. Now, I just want to kind of impress upon you that the goal is not to avoid thinking. A lot of people think that meditation or mindfulness is, is about like not having thoughts or never thinking about the future or ignoring your emotions or things like that. And that's not really what it's about. It's more about observing all of those things without judgment, like I mentioned a little earlier. And this has kind of found its way across into a lot of psychology, really, and a lot of research around things like addiction and uh, trauma and that kind of stuff, and, and even just basic behavior change. So there is mindfulness-based cognitive therapy that's used, um, and it's been quite effective with a lot of you know modern mental health issues like anxiety and depression. So... It's certainly something that has a little bit of scientific backing as well. But uh, I suppose the key point then is that once we have this or we're working on developing the skill of awareness and mindfulness, we can now understand 
our behavior. We can now start to see it when it's happening instead of it being this automatic undercurrent that occurs without our realizing it. And if that's the case, then we are able to fundamentally change it. And, uh, you know, that's also going to be a bit of a process. That's also a skill to be developed. If you want sustainable change to a behavior, then you have to sort of have this this refinement of it uh, through feedback. So it's like, okay, I am now more aware of what I'm doing and what I'm thinking and my emotions at the time that I perform this behavior. And then from there, I can sort of alter it a bit and I can observe what happens. And do I get a a change? Is that change positive? Is it working? Like, do I feel different? And I can continue to refine that way. But just to kind of bring this back to the point of this this whole podcast episode and, and the main idea I'm trying to get across is that it all begins with awareness. No matter what you want to do, if you want to break a habit, if you want to change a behavior, if you want to change a thought pattern, Uh, any small thing that brings you towards your ultimate goal, like maybe your ultimate goal is just to build some muscle, right? You might be thinking like, okay, cool, man. Like how's awareness going to help me build more muscle? Well, there's probably a lot of subtasks that you need to do to build that muscle, the process that's involved. Like it might be getting to the gym and training more often. Cool. Well, maybe there's some habits or behaviors that mean that interrupt you from doing that. Like maybe you just don't get to the gym often enough because you feel anxious about it or you don't make the time for it and you wanna change your habits with that or you don't get up early enough to actually get to the gym. You know, so you can you can start to beha- uh, change the behaviors and the habits associated um, with you not quite achieving your goals or not quite achieving the, the processes that will allow you to get to your goal. But again, it comes back to having that awareness of them first and being able to sort of audit that um, before uh, during and after. So really important thing. Anyway, a little bit esoteric with this one, but I think it's super valuable and something that I've been thinking a lot more about since I started putting together some of this material for my clients. Hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please let me know. Would love if you wouldn't mind sharing this on your social media or with your friends, please make sure you give me a tag if you do. So I can say thank you personally. Um, any ratings would be great as well. Uh, hopefully just good ones. (laughs) I mean, if you want to give me a bad one, go for it, but, uh, preferably five stars. Thank you. Anyway, have a great week and I'll see you in the next podcast.